Welcome to the Dadability Podcast, proudly brought to you by WeFlex, fitness for everybody. This podcast is dedicated to the support and empowerment of all disability dads, to learn from each other by sharing our successes, struggles, and everything in between. On today's episode, I share a very practical framework to find calm within the chaos. It can work both in the immediate situation of behaviors of concern or meltdowns, or also in general when we're feeling overwhelmed and life gets out of control. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me. And big welcome to everyone who's just just tuning in to Dadability and uh, welcome back to to the regular dads and mums who are invested in becoming better, better parents to their children, uh, better all-round humans. I've got a very practical episode for you all. And, you know, there's been some recent events which have encouraged me to start to put all my experience over the last few years together into a bit of a framework that I find helpful in managing and grounding myself. I've shared a few frameworks practically, and I'll start by making sure that everyone's clear that this is not, um, this is not a psychology tool. This is not um, anything more than my perspective and a, and a personal framework that I find effective to to use that I'm really keen to to share and hopefully it's helpful to you in your situation uh, with your kids as you parent and navigate this world. So it's it's natural as parents that we find ourselves in chaos. And chaos looks different in every household. Chaos can be uh, a meltdown, particularly, uh, regarding a specific situation or phase or stage that your child is going through, chaos can be a cumulative series of events where you just can't seem to catch a break, where it just keeps building and building and building. So it, uh, much like an injury, I think that um, my experience is that chaos comes in a few different forms. It comes in an acute event like breaking a leg or, um, you know, falling down a set of steps. Like there's an acute event sometimes where um, there's a specific situation. It's out of control and chaos ensues. And chaos can ensue because um, usually because there's a lack of coping from your child, um, from yourself, from your your partner. Um, sometimes the severity of the situation um, you understand, um, this is going to be a long, you know, situation. This is going to be hard to come back from. So there's lots of factors that could increase the amount or level of chaos in the moment on an acute basis. And then there's probably more of a, a, a macro view, a longer term view that, you know, I, I certainly have found myself describing, um, you know, the dynamics and the family situation as 
as it's just chaos right now. And that usually means that geez, there's been a lot going on and we've been getting through it by the skin of our teeth. And it's usually a combination of other factors and, um, and what's going on with Leo, right? So it could be um, work, stress, personal, family, weather, illness, whatever it is, plus, and then over a longer period of time, because this is a marathon, not a sprint, as, as we all know, um, we've, got, we've got deep behavioral issues. We've got deep um, intellectual disabilities, learning disabilities. We've got things that are not very easy to change and turn around quickly, and therefore it takes persistence and patience and on the road there can be um, chaos uh, because sometimes progress doesn't happen. So when I refer to chaos and finding calm in the chaos, I think there's two perspectives and two applications to this framework. And and one is the short term, the here and now, the immediate situation that, that could happen at any point. Um, it's acute, it's over quickly, um, but it takes its toll. And then the other situation is more of the macro view of when things just become too much to bear and it's a build up over time. And in your mind, it's just too much. You're done. It's chaos. So they're the kind of two applications or perspectives I want you to think about as I'm going through this framework. And as I said, this is just something that's helped me. Um, it you might take some of it, none of it, but hopefully you can certainly relate to what this is and see how you can use it to be effective. So um, I find acronyms and short little acronyms that are easy to remember really helpful. So I've got this framework um, in terms of finding calm in the chaos and calm, the letters actually stand for for each of the four steps. So as it relates to the framework, C in calm stands for clear. And this is about clearing your mind to be in the present. We're often caught up thinking about the past and ruminating in the future and having an anxiety response. Um, we're thinking about work. We're thinking about what we need to do later, what's on our list of things to get done, what we have to, um, there's a whole range of things that consume our mind. And as it relates to a situation, um, if there's something that's stopping us being in the present, you can really find that that is a trigger for um, particular behaviors of concern and meltdowns from your kids. You know, and I know personally when I'm always, if I'm on my phone and I'm, my attention is on something, which is, you know, very innocuous and doesn't, not meaningful, not adding value, just time wasting. If my attention is there, that is the time I'll miss things. That is the time I won't see things because I'm not paying attention. I'm not in the present. I'm missing verbal 
vocalizations from my son because he can't communicate any other way. I'm missing his gestures. I'm missing the context of something he's looking for and he's lost because I didn't see what he was playing with. So there's a range of scenarios that I've experienced that play out simply because my attention's not there. So you've got to clear your mind in the moment. And that's a reminder to be one of the mantras that I go on about of be present, but it's it's clear your mind to focus on the present. The other thing you need to clear is actually to focus on the present is your day or your calendar or your meetings. And this is a really hard one because I've got that phone call that SOS phone call, the message, it interrupts a meeting I'm in at work. That's super important. It interrupts a presentation I'm delivering. Call me back urgently, SOS, whatever the message says to get my attention. And I know. And then I make the call. I hear what's happening. I can hear that my son's overwhelmed. My wife is overwhelmed. I can hear that there's a situation that really um, is chaos. And we've all, as dads, you, 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 I don't want to generalize and assume that um, more dads are working and more mums are at home caring, but sometimes it is the case. It's the case for, for, for our family here. Um, but it changes over the course of, and depends on the age of your, your child as well. But, um, you know, hopefully you guys, you can relate, right? We get those calls. We get those messages. And our first, my first response is, shit, I've got to put the cape on. I've got to go solve this. And I start thinking about all the things that's going to be a problem at work, like the meetings I have to not be in. Who's going to do this? How am I going to broach this subject? Can I leave what I'm doing right now? Um, what's the perception or the, the reality of, of, of what my boss is going to think when I even bring this up or I ask the question? And so all these things start to play on your mind. And you know what? I've got it right probably more times than I've got it wrong, but I've also got it wrong. And what I mean is that there's there's a decision to be made, right? You either respond and get involved or you try and support from afar. And I can tell you the times that I've rationalized in my head that I'm too busy, can't go, um, for whatever reason was more important in my mind, work had to had to take precedence. Those are the times I regret massively. And this framework is actually to help me remind myself that the, the best thing I can do um, in the moment, in the situation when there's chaos to stay calm is to clear the schedule, clear that, try and work out from the situation, how long is this? Is this an hour? Is this clear the next half the day? Is this finish up now and come home? Like, what is this scenario? But clear something. The mistake to not clear anything, I think, from my experience, is I've always regretted it. I've always regretted it. And I know what it's like, guys, because, you know, my work environment at the time has is, is typically been a supportive one where people say, yeah, family first. But you still have those voices, you still have those concerns in your head where you think to yourself that it's going to be a problem uh, if, 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 if I leave now or, 
or if I don't do this meeting or whatever it is. The reality is it's a meeting. Your family comes first, work can wait. So clear your mind to be in the present. And if that means clearing the path to be in the present by leaving the meeting, leaving work, you know, whatever it needs to be, then I would encourage you to do it um, as much as you can. Recognizing it's not always as easy, but as I said, if I could go back in time, I would actually change my decision every time I've tried to balance life and work. The times I put work first, I regretted it now, and I wish I'd 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 responded and put life. And thankfully, in today's working environment, there is more flexibility. There is a little bit more realization that you can work from anywhere. So you could respond. You could go and help out your wife. You could be there for your son or your daughter, and then you could get back to work at home and log in or whatever you need to do. So it's a little bit less pressure. But something that um, that I learned. Um, in my time, um, early on in my career, I, I did some work um, at Lululemon, and I remember very distinctly something that I loved that I thought this is this is very powerful. At the start of every day, um, the whole team would stand together and they'd do what's called a clearing, and the clearing was to say, "What is there that's stopping you being present? Is there anything on your mind that's stopping you being present right now, for today?" where you can perform at your best. That's just a really good mindset to have when you start your day. Is there anything that's stopping you fully commit to being present? Um, how that relates to to being a dad, a child with a disability, it, it's a great, when that call comes in, when that immediate situation is, is thrown on you and you find yourself in the chaos, what is stopping you being present in this situation to help and clear it? And at, at Lululemon, whenever someone said something such as, oh, I'm expecting a really important call from my wife, I'm expecting this, I've just can't, I've just had a recent, my dog died recently, whatever it is, then, you know, the manager would always be, what can we do to support you? What action do you need to take in order to be present? And most of the time, it was so simple, it was crazy. It was when my when that call comes in, I need to step out and take it. Fine, done. Um, I need uh, a little bit longer lunch break because I need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. It, it most of the time it was so simple, and putting that structure in gave people permission and felt felt comfortable. And so I just encourage you when you're in those situations or if you find yourself overwhelmed on a macro view of things are just adding up and now you, you view the last few weeks as just chaos and you're trying to, to find a way back to get on track for yourself, for your family, then ask yourself what you need to clear. What do you need to clear to be more present? with your family? What do you need to clear to be more present as a dad? You know, does that mean you need to change your schedule? Do you need to ask for permission for something? You know, ask for what you need in this scenario because no one's going to do it for you. So you've got to clear your mind, clear your schedule, clear the crap from that's stopping you from being present and being ready and being a dad that can um, help in the chaos.
So that's the C. The A stands for acceptance. And I mentioned on an earlier episode that for me, acceptance, it came quite easily um, because I thought to myself, well, I can't, I can't change um, my son's diagnosis. So what's helpful in this situation is I've got to move into action to actually get him into therapies, to get him into OT, to get him into speech, to get him into what, what, what I need to learn so I can help. And my, my thought quickly went from acceptance into action. And um, it's ironic that that was my experience because in every other aspect of my life, I struggle with control and I struggle with accepting situations and reality. Um, I, I, I like, I've got high expectations. I'm a high control freak. So the, the concept of acceptance, of accepting the reality of sometimes what happens is, is a hard one for me on an everyday point of view. So on a macro level, on, on the longer term, I, I certainly accept um, the diagnosis and therefore that allows me to get into action around the plan, the treatment, the support network, the therapies, the education, the everything else. But on a day-to-day situation or basis, I don't accept that on a Tuesday afternoon, this was the time when um, chaos kicked off because it's inconvenient or uh, you can get into a bit of a um, why me, why now, why is this happening? And, it, and it's harder to accept because it's you can't plan for it, you can't control it. Um, the reality stays the same, but it is harder to do, um, I find. But acceptance is key. We have to quickly move to a radical acceptance, which is a dialectical behavioral therapy technique, but radical in the sense of regardless of the situation, regardless of whether you approve of the situation or you like it or it's enjoyable or, and it's never going to be any of those things. Let's be honest. So when chaos happens in your family with your children, it's not, you're not necessarily going to be approving of this is the situation that you find yourself in. But unless you get to radical acceptance straight away, you'll stay frozen in this paralyzed, why me, feeling sorry for yourself, you know, down. It's not conducive to action. It's not conducive to moving things forward. And you're, what you're doing is you're just you're rebelling against the fact that you can't control this and you're rebelling against the fact that you don't like it and you want to stay in that story rather than accepting that this is the reality. It is what it is. You have no ability to control everything that happens in life. Let it go. What can you and move, move into, move into action. Um, it's, it's, harder to do than than obviously it sounds um it's still painful it's still challenging um but it's important to focus and accept whatever happens is not in your control it's not your fault either hasn't been your fault it's not a situation that you could have prevented if only you'd done xyz that's another story that i like to tell myself from time to time and i'm sure some of you do as well you can't prevent it. No, nothing's going to be able to prevent everything. You can certainly 
put plans in place, but you're not in control of everything that happens. Um, no matter what you had planned, things will change. You can't control it. So by accepting the fact that it is what it is, it, it, it stops us focusing on what we can't control. It frees us up to then start to use all the energy that you could put into fighting reality. It helps us then focus that energy and redeploy that energy to take care of the situation and to take care of ourselves. And that's really the most important thing. So you think next time you think about it, just think to yourself, is this helpful? Is what I'm doing helpful or not? Does thinking this way change the situation that I find myself in, change the chaos? No. Does thinking this way and living in this story and feeling sorry for myself, does it start to take action towards a solution, reducing the chaos, supporting my son, my daughter, my wife, my, my husband? No. Those That should be the way you can get radical acceptance because unless you accept it, there's no action. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is L for lean in. And I'm a huge fan of this. I've just talked about it, you know, accepting allows you to move into action. Leaning in um, is about let's go. Let's, what can you do? What actions can you take um, that are effective, that are helpful, that are solution focused and that move the situation forward? Um, it doesn't have to solve it. It can be supporting, it can be listening, it can be um, telling your boss you need to go, it can be asking something you need for, for, from someone in order for you to do stuff, but by taking an immediate action and leaning into the situation rather than leaning out, um, you're building on the fact that not only have you accepted it, you're taking action, and that will encourage you to take the next action, that will encourage you to be be present, that will encourage you to, to feel like you're productive uh, and you're moving things forward. Um, leaning in is also important on a, on, on a longer term solution in terms of your own education. And, and again, you know, you're listening to this, so you, you, you're doing all the right things, but leaning in for whatever your, your child's disability challenges, support needs are, allows you to better understand them, get more education on what the disability is, get more education on the therapies, get more education on school and support, get more education from speaking to other dads, from speaking to other mums, like lean into it because you're more, the more you know and the more you arm yourself, the, the, the better equipped you are and the better equipped you are to be able to handle all the different scenarios that you don't even know you, you're going to face yet. So leaning in is not just effective from an individual here and now. How do I reduce the chaos? What action can I take? How can I move it forward? What can I do? Um, it's also a really effective mindset that you can use when you're feeling overwhelmed of, well, what's something that I can do to lean in more to this discomfort that I'm feeling in my life right now because things are building up. And typically it's about take the first step, take some action, lean into it. Don't avoid it. Avoiding it 
puts us back in this story of of feeling sorry for ourselves and rumination lean into it do something and that will start the next you know don't overwhelm yourself with with you have to be expert you have to you know have have solved it be able to handle every situation every time it's just you know even if it's quickly writing down or this is the thought that popped up in my head and this is the unhelpful thinking that i did and this was my response or that you know even if it's just a reflection um that's leaning into the situation so you're documenting it you're thinking about it for next time so that you could do better um there's lots of different ways that you can lean in but um take action to either help the situation or help yourself and keep it in the back of your mind long term um, in terms of the total education you have and how much you have immersed yourself into um, understanding and finding out more. And finally, M is is for mindfulness. And I'm not reinventing anything. And you've heard me talk about mindfulness here, but, but if you think about the steps in this framework, I'm clearing the path, I'm clearing my mind, I'm accepting radically the reality and letting go of control. And then I'm leaning in and taking action that is helpful, that is effective, that is solution focused for myself or for the situation. The M for mindfulness is really to to, to round it out because what brings you back so you've dealt with the situation, you've taken action, you've done your best. Mindfulness is about the ability to, to, to yeah, be in the present and not judge it and not judge yourself. So not pass judgment, which is, which is something that's very easy to do in the chaos. So being mindful, it's a very effective solution. I've found I would quickly then jump into a, a five-minute meditation, a 10-minute meditation. I'd do a workout. I'd do something that would allow me to recenter myself and to try and get back so that I'm not replaying. I'm not overthinking it. I'm not stuck in what happened and what what I wasn't happy with in terms of the chaos. Like, so how do you stop the chaos? How do you get out of it once you've you've handled it or it's subsided? And and mindfulness is is a really important way. And I was certainly no good at it. And it's taken me lots of practice and and a year worth of meditation to feel like I'm good at it and I still have bad days, but Jesus powerful. So I'd really encourage you to find something that is mindful. It can be walking and listening to things that you hear. It can be um, anything that you are creatively engaging your brain in. Um, if it's not relaxing and breathing and meditation, could be workouts, could be painting, could be drawing, could be music. Something that takes you into a mindful space um, is going to be key to get you back calm from the chaos and find that calm. But longer term, on a macro, it's even more important because you have to practice how you want to play. You have to put yourself in a situation that when the next wave of chaos comes your way, you're more equipped to be able to deal with it. And the only way to do that is to build your skills and build your capacity when it comes to mindfulness so that you are more prepared to stay calm in the moment. So mindfulness, people think, is maybe just for the situation, but what you're actually doing, the reason you're practicing mindfulness, the reason I do meditation every day is so that I'm building skills and I'm practicing and it's not always perfect, 
but I'm actually trying to develop my ability to stay in the present, my ability to, to control my thinking. Those muscles that you use in mindfulness are so key so that when the situation comes, I'm more likely to stay in the present. I'm more likely to have a calm response. I'm more likely to, to accept it radically and know that I can't control it. I'm more likely to be able to control my thinking so that it's positive thinking and it's not negative self self you know sabotage thinking so mindfulness has is personal you need to find something that works for you but it's certainly so powerful in actually calming down from the chaos in the in the moment but longer term building the skills you need to be able to handle the next chaos that comes your way so Hopefully that framework is is helpful to all of you. It's something, as I said, that's my perspective that I really um, needed to do to give myself a way to always be able to bring myself back to finding calm in the chaos. And so by clearing my mind, by accepting the reality, by leaning in to take action and by being practicing mindfulness, um, those four things act as a really important anchor to help me find calm in the chaos. Until next time, I wish you well. Thanks for listening to the Dadability Podcast. I appreciate you. Sharing is caring. So if you guys liked it or loved what you heard, please, please share it with other parents who would benefit in listening. Or even better, write a review so you can tell the world why you love dadability. Until next time, remember, be present, be brave, and be kind.